0: Everybody, welcome to sonic talk episode 787 recording today on the oh what is the date it's the 16th isn't it uh the 16th of uh yeah 16th 17th 17th, 17th of all january day. gosh <laughs> it, the stuff goes flying by and i'll tell you why because this is the show uh well the, first of all i'll explain what the show is the show is a music technology podcast we talk about all things to do with synthesizers drum machines uh software production live streaming uh Studio work, uh, hardware, electronic music, all basically anything that sort kind of surrounds the entire ecosystem that is about music production and music creation. Uh, so, welcome, one and all. Thank you very much to everybody uh, in the chat. I want to say thanks to Wagyu, as ever, for moderating. Always uh, much appreciated keeping the... Uh, we get quite a lot of lonely ladies but, uh, um, pitching their wares here. We're not interested in that sort of thing around here. We just want to talk about music technology. So thanks, Wagyu, for keeping it real. Uh, also, I want to say uh, thanks to... Um, uh a few of that give a few name checks nice to see technomatic out there uh steve elbows Creshead. uh gosh a whole bunch of people magical synth adventure oh you're in the chat as well well how what a surprise yeah. so are many other people yes indeed I, I, I just realized i hadn't pressed the one of the buttons so uh the links weren't getting posted so hopefully that'll all be okay now fingers crossed i'm a bit of kerfuffle because uh as we know nam is coming up next year uh, next year, next month, next week, even—that's uh, how discombobulated I'm. Yeah, so we're getting ready for all of that, and then uh, there's going to be another show there. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Uh, but um, let's get on to introducing some other guests. It's only flipping Rich Hilton over there. How are you doing, Rich? I'm actually. I think I'm in in homage. Look, if you check us out, we're both in sort of blue blue plaid. So I think I don't know. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't send the memo. How embarrassing! It's like we've turned up at the ball in the same outfit. How? Are you rich? You well? I'm um, very well, thank you. And I got the psychic memo apparently. <laughs> rich, of course. I guess uh, is is as concert season with Chic kind of tailed off a bit for January or are you still heading out on the road regular
1: uh, um week on a weekly basis? What's happening at the moment? Uh we just did one private show out of the country and uh there will be other hits along the way, but the schedule doesn't really kick back in until uh, near summertime.
0: Ah... I must be. Is, uh, I, I mean, that's be quite hard because I mean, it's it's good, but I mean, it's like it's a big chunk and chunk of one's life and sort of how, the way you live your life when you're on the road, and then suddenly it's gone. It's kind of a very different. So, do you get to kind of be a different rich, or does that mean you just go all of those things on your to do list that uh, <laughs> that that need doing around the place? Now that's when you get to do
1: them. Well, it's a tra- there's a transition that people don't really hear about or talk about that much, and okay. I think you could do a whole show on that the lifestyle yeah, transitioning but... because all of your routines get blown out of the water every time you either go away or come back and every time you come back you reevaluate the routines you had before and it's just a very interesting way to live it's nice not being in a suitcase it's nice having a refrigerator to go to when you're thirsty or hungry but i mean ultimately the the tour life is a blessing and the opportunity to perform is never lost on me. So, um, ultimately, yeah, of that course. rules the day for as long as they'll have me and as long as I can.
0: Interesting. I was interested what you say about, you know, because I can imagine, you know, I, I often in what one, 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 one kind of likes to declutter and being on the road is sort of almost the ultimate declutter. It's like, I have got just the things I need and nothing else. And when you get home, are you kind of looking at the bookcases going, yeah, God, well, I could probably get rid of a load of that stuff and we could put something else there instead. I mean, imagine, <laughs> do you do a lot of that kind of thing when you get back or is it... <laughs> Ta-da!
1: <laughs> ah! Hey, what's that? Oh, that's the polybrew. Yeah, nice. Um, For example, and uh, yes, this (laughs) entire room represents what you just said. There's a tremendous amount of decluttering that needs to happen in this room, starting this far away right here and then moving on to that corner and that corner and even that corner. And um, yes, but not every time. But right now I'm in uh, this, I have time and this needs to be organized mode. Oh, lovely. So that's part of the challenges. I fancy
0: some of that. I like to be aware of that. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of uh, pinballing between uh, uh, massive amounts of kind of, you know, event planning. And, and you know, after this, it's because we've got our EMOM coming up March the 1st. I forgot to mention that, actually. Uh, and also, uh, Osmo's competition ends in a couple of days. Uh, I think I should probably, pr- if I press that button, that'll be the link to the uh, Osmo's competition ends January the 20th do that and the emom is bit.ly slash sonic emom 4 tickets available now march the 1st is when we're doing it anyway sorry that i should have done that in the housekeeping let's see who else we've got oh it's uh it's uh it's matt hodson there he is matt hodson aka maths Hello. Man. aka well now now working with stylophone i guess full disclosure so uh, you've 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 got a you're gainfully employed and you're going to nam as an actual exhibitor this time right
2: Yes, I'll be there. Uh, we'll wow. all be there. The standard team will be there. Really looking forward to it. Uh, so come by the booth, it's particularly if you want to get hands on with the, uh, a couple of the new releases that we've announced this year. So if you want to have early access, they're going to be there. Come and have, have a play with it all. Really looking forward to seeing everyone. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a different experience being being on the shop floor, if you like. Um, but it's always lovely to see the same people whenever I go to places like Nam. You know, you see all the all, all the friends from the community, all those people you speak to online throughout the year. So it's same. You know, when you go to Super Booth and and things like that, it's it's like meeting your extended family in a way. So uh, it's it's a beautiful thing.
0: Nice well I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that of course we had uh, we'll, we'll probably get onto this quite shortly because we had Matt in the studio where we we uh, filmed a piece on the new Stylophone DS2, which is obviously um, you know one of the topics that we'll talk about but before we do that we'll head over to uh, Paulie who is there in the studio, Paulie, Magical Synth Adventure. I still haven't got the button back. I have actually now fixed okay. the uh, controller so that all the tops stick on and they're all varnished and none of the inks come off. Thanks very much to our friends Sweet. at the Discord. Uh, in fact, I think we've got a button. Yeah, is there a Discord? Yeah, if you want to join us. Uh, no, not in the Discord. It's on Patreon, isn't it? We had a discussion about that. Anyway, how are you, Paulie? you well?
3: It's, um, it's our 18th anniversary, Nick. Well, it was a couple is of it days really? ago. Me and you. 18 months 18. since that very first Sonic State 718 where you had no guests and I oh said, boy. you know, well, I, I, you I,
0: know some,
3: I know some crap about since. shall we go on? And then, um, yeah, I did it from work in the back of a mental health day centre and, and there we go, here we are 18 months later.
0: Excellent. So yeah, i
3: expected well, flowers um, really but it's okay s-
0: well maybe i should have done that at the 12th anniversary not the 18, 18 just sort of it doesn't have the same cachet i'm not sure but no, yeah okay no. fair point it's nice though fair point it's nice
3: yeah. though well but yeah, um, other than fair- that sorry <laughs> other than that i, I, I was um, just about i've yeah, got uh, some oh, i've got some cool things in this week um one we'll talk yeah. about in a bit because it's on the topics list but i've got another couple of cool things one is a very 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 yellow eurorack case oh
0: we got a eurorack it's case very very uh, yellow uh, danger 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 well <laughs> there's I, nothing I in it between,
3: yet no the, well there's there's some modules are waiting to go in between matt and robin i've dipped back into eurorack but it's only i think 84 that? HP. That's fine. <laughs> it's only 84 HP six use, so it can't go too too badly, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you um, know how it goes. Thing... It's, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I and know. We all say we're going to start small, and then look, that happens. Basically, you end up with all of yeah, that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've already got one one oh four six HP down here, but I was like. Since, since I last bought your rack, all this weird stuff has been released. You know, when I was buying your ARAC originally, there was Mutable, there was Dupfer, there was some cool stuff. But nowadays, it's absolutely wild what you can get. So I dip my toes back in. The other thing is something that maybe a couple of the older computer geeky um, viewers might like. But it's essentially an emu proteus on a card. I'll show you. Oh, oh, there we go. Wrong. I forgot oh, that's my
0: that is. Oh, right. Okay. PCI so the, card. Why right. that
3: bit? Yeah, that bit there is the Proteus, where my thumb is wiggling up and down, and right. then the rest of it's just auxiliary thing to make it work. Um, so I'm wow. gonna, and you can get the software to edit the Proteus sounds on your desktop, on your old computer desktop. So I'm looking forward to doing a video on that. Because as wow, we know, that is niche. computer junk <laughs> is my thing. It's very, very niche. But, you know, I can pull Isn't it off, it? Nick. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Personable,
3: oh, wow. personable enough to, to pull off very dull niche joy subjects. So there <laughs> we go. But, yeah, that's me anyway. And, of course, um, last thing, awaiting child number two. So I'll all unlikely be here by next week because the child will definitely be out by then we're hoping right <laughs> so there we go that's yeah
0: me. gosh you're getting to the Same. crunch all right well if you're called away suddenly uh, i will uh, we, we will know what happens but uh, all the best that's right it. okay well let, um should we get on to some topics then we've got some topics let's go for let's uh now uh, We're starting to get some stuff released. I mean, obviously, people uh, announced pre-NAM, but I don't think anybody was expecting... uh, Nobody was expecting this. This is very teenage engineering, isn't it? Sort of looks a bit like the uh, cross between the uh, pocket operator and the... I can't remember what the other one is, the video one without a display. It's kind of interesting. I think it has um, six tracks. Sequencing, song mode. A whiff of the Swedish meatball about it, is what I put. (laughs) Uh, Sampling, microphones. I mean it's decidedly un Yamaha I mean that's the first thing it's nothing Mm. like what Yamaha do Yamaha don't do this kind of thing I mean I suppose in a way it's similar because it's got a utilitarian look to it but it's got also got some design and some things that Yamaha it's just not Yamaha it's got um, I think it's got a a refaced DX engine it's got AWM2 it's got sample playback Mm. it's got uh, effects it's got a whole load of stuff I mean this looks kind of interesting but also nobody knew this was coming obviously so we're going to go and see uh, Yamaha, at Nam three hundred forty nine quid, which obviously they must have. Somebody must have looked at it and gone, "We'll have a bit of what that teenage engineer is doing." Because after seeing it in the top, yeah, the top reverb list for the last five or ten years, they're probably going, "Yeah, can we have some of that?" I wonder if that's what's happened. Um, Paulie, you you were you were vocal during that. I'm guessing you must have. It. Have you, have you, you haven't Indeed. got any teenage engineering mm-hmm. stuff? have Yes. Uh huh.
3: I don't. I don't. <laughs> but I have noticed that um, Yamaha do occasionally drop the odd quirky product don't they mostly it's it's pretty quite safe and the the obviously they got their fingers in many pies you know acoustic instruments as well guitars they make really good guitars by the way yamaha for the money
0: they certainly um, do but
3: but the other thing i guess is uh what was i going to say um there's the tenorion and things like that you know occasionally oh yes drop of something course that's That's a bit cool and a bit quirky. Um, this one looks quite good, and I obviously went straight to the manual because I'm all about algorithm porn. And finding out what you can actually edit on a synth. Um, so with this one, what was interesting is some of the most deeper editing things, like the FM, like the real deep FM editing, I think, is offloaded to an app. An extra app. But that mm. said, Ah,
0: with a lot of visualisation as well, yeah.
3: Yeah, with a lot of visualisation, which isn't a bad idea, but um, for the nitty-gritty, you can just on the device choose the FM algorithm, the, modula- the modulator amount, the modulator frequency, and the modulator feedback. So you can do the kind of... You know, structural and an patch yeah. and tweak it, some structural changes and and with the samples, you can change the start point and end point, which of course is very famous from electron machines, you know, where you can like sequence a load of uh, things and that trigs and then change the start and oh, end yeah. point to get kind of granular textures. So yeah, I think it's I think they've put put enough in there that it's quite a nice little sound design tool on the go the odd thing is though nick that gray and orange thing is one instrument isn't it when i looked at it originally i assumed it was four different colors two bit yeah split the split the photo down the middle to show the four different colors and i don't know it it doesn't it looks a little bit awkward i'd go for a whole orange one personally to go with my (laughs) waldorf microwave well some people sea, say the orange some people say taste. the
0: orange one has has a, 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 a sort of there's a slight uh hint of cigarette about it which is uh i suppose okay yeah i yeah, 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 yeah. could see that <laughs> oh, uh, the, this is it's yeah, yeah it's yeah. the opz is the is the thing that uh you know that it, it's like yes. do. The, actually the opz is uh i mean i found it frustratingly obscure to use. I think this looks like it's got a bit more... It's got lots of buttons down the side. Uh, the OPZ, yes. new, is only 50 quid or... No, sorry, about 80 quid more. So that's interesting. Oh so They've obviously gone for that. I don't yeah. know. Um, I'll come to you. But I mean, there's a real cult around this whole notion of this kind of device but it's never been the sort of thing oh actually didn't Yamaha do didn't they do those little gray things like the little um they had a little drum machine and a pad machine little tiny kind of that went with four tracks many many years ago I mean it's been a very long time
2: I don't remember that but I it's it's an interesting one this because I mean, let's have a look at it. What is it? It's, so you've got a sampler, you've got a sequencer, it's got an inbuilt microphone, um, you can connect it to your computer. It's got a, quite an extensive sequencer, by the way, as well. It's not just sort yeah. of your nuts and bolts. You can do, as Paulie said, you can do your trigs and all that kind of thing. Um, for 349 quid, which is around the same price, I believe, of the, of the uh, recent... Uh, it was a teenage engineering one that just came out which is...
0: Oh, yes. The, 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 yes I can't even remember what it is. Yeah the, the, something the, with, yeah, the Super KO, whatever it was. Yeah, Super yeah, you, of KO, course you're right.
2: Yeah. Um, and they're kind of comparable. The Super KO, you get a screen, which some people may or may not like. This, as Paulie says, attaches also to an app on the computer to opens up extra functionality that I don't think you can get to on the interface. So for some people, I, I don't know... Um, some people don't really like that whole kind of hybrid approach where you buy a piece of hardware and then to access certain things, you've then got to attach it to a computer. It's not the end of the world mm. for me. I don't mind that. But what I really what really sets this apart from the teenage engineering one that was just announced, I think there's a couple of things. One is the visualizer. So you can do live visuals with it. And, and I think that's really cool because... Mm. Um, that yeah sync to the that, things
0: that you're sync to the things that you're doing on the machine itself yeah. characterizations it for each of the synth things yeah and it will be in time and yeah, it has, absolutely
2: um aug- augmented reality into it as well so this is an interesting step isn't it into electronic music yeah. producers worlds so, you know visuals augmented reality and it's one step in that journey of new technologies that are coming in. We're not just thinking about music now, we are thinking about visuals aesthetic. And the other thing I think that really sets this apart is you've got the performance pads, which um, allow. I think they allow you to assi- assign to certain things. And um, I think they're, they're really important. It's all very well having a step sequencer and a sampler and that kind of thing, but I always gravitate towards things that have got performance, dials, pads, whatever, where you can really integrate with the music. You can, you can play with it in real time as I'm not very, I'm not really one of those kind of set it and leave it. I, I'm always wanting to, for, for you, w- or worse, you won't let it, it you won't
0: let it lie. Start. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so um, yeah, they're, they're the main things. It's got Wi-Fi as well by uh, by the looks of it as well, Nick. So you can transfer sounds. This is quite cool. And this will be really quick from your computer um, straight to it. And there's uh, Bluetooth MIDI, in there. I mean, it's, it's got some very good connectivity. I must admit you've got the USB C if you want that. Um, so yeah, really, it's a really interesting one. I guess this is good for those people that don't want to go down the track route where you have got really extensive sequencing and that kind of thing, and don't want to lay out a thousand pound or whatever. Um, and the same for, Mm. for some of the other teenage engineering stuff. Um, as well, so um, it, it sits sits in quite a good place. But um, yeah, be interested to see how people receive this one compared to the, the teenage yeah. engineering one.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to be going to see Yamaha uh, at NAM, obviously. But Rich, I mean, you know, Yamaha stuff is typically, you know, it's like touring grade, high quality stuff, as well as pianos. I mean, I'm not saying that this isn't. I'm just saying it's it, it just seems like a very different kind of uh, product category
1: suddenly. Well, it's VL tone, you know. Oh, writ, I suppose, yeah. later in a way. <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to make their own VL tone, it seems. This product looked great, and I agree with everything everybody's set up to the now, so I won't spend too much time on it. But um, I think for me, the most important thing about this product is the fact that you can bring all of your own sounds into it. And it's also very quick to sample live events if you choose to do that. And it also allows you to... Uh, bounce things down and put them on a single button and continue to develop. And it's, it just actually looks like it could be a lot of fun to use, which is interestingly something mm. nobody seems to stress in their ma- marketing of these things anymore. But if it is, and it looks like in the user videos that it is, if it's fun to use, then this is right, really a kind of a cool thing. The only thing uh, I, so I like the fact that you can customize the sound set as deeply as you want. And it gives you a lot of really interesting sound engines, which there was a little more synth engine uh, flexibility in terms of how many you can get going at the same time, but you know you can't have everything for four hundred bucks, and I get that. And um, I don't know, looks like a lot of fun. I, I it does, it's a yeah, cool product.
0: There's a really good... uh, If you go to Anderton's, there's a really good video. It's like an hour uh, where they go into it and there's a guy who's pretty good on it and you start to get an idea of what's going on. I mean, we'll shoot some stuff uh, at Nam, and maybe we'll get one in. But from what I saw of that video, there was more... uh, It it, it felt it seemed more intuitive to use than the opz which again i found quite obscure whereas this is a bit bigger so you've got more kind of there's buttons down the side buttons across the top and all sorts of legend they're using interesting kind of things like you know so they have a big long list of parameters and they sort of they fixed their fixed position but they light up depending on what mode you're in so that the knobs are freely assignable and if there's four things lit up then the four knobs will correspond to those you know so they've done some clever stuff without having to go down the route of a display so interesting Anyway, I thought it was worth uh, worth putting in there. Um, um, okay, right. What's next on the list? Um, well, I tell you what. Let's go to uh, let's go to topic number three. This is another Blue Cat H- uh, product, Fader Hub, which is, as far as I can tell, is essentially a kind of VST host with network connecti- connectivity, and streaming, and multi-track recording. Seems to do an awful lot of things, actually. Uh, One of the things they're pitching is the fact that you can do peer-to-peer LAN or WAN uh, connectivity for remote rehearsing and jamming, as well as recording that whole kind of stuff with kind of pretty good low-latency stuff. I mean, they don't quote specifically, but there was a 600 milliseconds delay, so I'm not quite sure how that works, whether you delay one end and, and get everybody in time, but this looks like a really useful piece of kit. Um, this is, uh, I think it's cost, it's going to be about 79 euros, no subscription, which for a, a kind of online jamming saying, yes, yes, big, really, I mean, the, the elk system, which costs 10 pounds per user per month. Yeah, that's why we're not hearing more about it because nobody really wants to do that and spend the money on it. Rich, uh, I know that you're you're fond of the Blue Cat stuff. I know that the uh, some of the amp sims and the things that they do. You're really have you checked this out? Have you tried any of the network capabilities of this? So it does look like it, people have tried many times <laughs> to do this kind of remote collaboration and make it easy. Steinberg, notably, it was just, but it all felt it was quite complicated to set up. This one, maybe not. What do you think?
1: Um, well, I have used his connector product, which has been in existence for a while. And this is sort of based in the capabilities of that, but re- into a different style of interface. But their interfaces are pretty consistent across the products. They give you a complete set of audio tools, the usual uh, processors, uh, dynamics, uh swoosh boxes um ambiences and things like that some modeling stuff and then they also give you access to all of your plugin folders uh your vst your au stuff and you can host things in any combination in any way you want yeah as relates to the long history of troubles with this in order for this thing to work well over any kind of distance it you have to have a slam and internet connection at both ends and uh, most people don't necessarily have those kinds of, uh, certainly in this country, upload speeds, people have download speeds and you're paying for the download speed and they tout the download speed and you buy it. But what they give you for upload is usually a 10th or less of what you're paying for in download. And that's one of yeah. the bottlenecks that I think is likely to come into play as far as, uh, and also apparently distance is involved. Yeah, Uh, very nicely, Guillaume, who wrote this thing—if I've pronounced that right—is has responded to some questions on my Facebook page about this, and related some of the experiences he's had in terms of distances that can be used and what kinds of latencies you can expect. But there is no such thing as zero latency web collaboration. It just no right. it, It doesn't happen that way. So. It is much, it's really, really well put together, well organized. It gives you all of those capabilities. You can put his amp SIM, uh, which is uh, his guitar processor, which is called Axiom, which is far and away my favorite guitar processing software of any that I've ever used. And I've been testing this stuff since the early nineties. You can put anything in there and you can use it in any way you want. Um, but the the effectiveness in terms of the collaboration has to do with the distance and the quality of the connection. Yeah. In fact, it has everything to do with the distance and the quality of the connection.
0: Yeah. I, I'm guessing that's, I, I mean, yeah, that, that I mean, you can't really do anything about physics, really. That's just the way it goes. But I wonder if there's but one question that kept one question that came up. I'm sorry. It's gone past now, but uh, somebody asked in the chat room, whether or not it's, everybody has to have this so everybody rather than subscriptions everybody has to own this piece of software so it can interconnect with each other there's not a sort of player version there
1: may be a way to integrate uh somebody who has their connector software which is uh more compact and sort of a single channel in and out kind of event um right that makes sense. so it's possible that there is a tiered level of availability with that but no it doesn't just you don't just look at your screen and have it happen there has to be some kind of software <laughs> between you some and kind of transaction. To facilitate this <laughs> yeah 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 totally get it. and it's not expensive it's I mean, even, it? this, no. even this thing isn't expensive at all so it's not like it's costly but i think connector is even cheaper than this and uh for one-to-one peer-to-peer stuff you can do that and i have done that and uh it works depending on the connectivity and the distance
0: Well, the thing that looked pretty cool about it is is because it works standalone, one of the case uses they had here, they had it uh, set up. It was in standalone mode, just basically sort of ran a few channels into it, a couple of VSTs, some MIDI Mm -hmm. instruments, Blah blah. blah. It can record all of that, but also can stream the stereo output via connector wow. into something like OBS. So you you don't have to run a DAW. Mm. You've got a sort of lighter footprint. know, oh, um, Matt, we did this, didn't we? We did the uh, we yeah. had the kind of diabol the, the MIDI the MIDI jamming. Exactly. That was probably easier because MIDI latency on MIDI is a little less uh, troublesome than the latency on uh, yeah. on audio. But I mean, it's a go it's a useful thing, but this does look like it actually has a lot of utility outside of that uh, wide area kind of jamming connectivity as well.
2: It does, man. I mean, if if you was to ask me, like when I was a student many years ago, um, if I had the ability to jam with somebody over the other side of the pond um, in real time, you know, that was not a thing, and this certainly is a thing but what you want it to be you want it to be seamless don't you you want it to be open up your daw drop something in somebody does it at the other side um, and then they just connect and you want it to be that easy really and you want it to, you want it to be a real simple process because th- there's nothing worse than a vibe killer when it comes to technology <laughs> ruining what yeah. should be you know <laughs> A jam session or or whatever, and the MIDI thing that we did actually, once it was set up, it it kind of I think it would be just kind of plug and play. But what I got thinking about with this, usually, what I, as you know, Nick, I tend to always think about misuse of these kind of things, and um, I think what I'd like to do is is see if it was possible to send um, CV that way Uh, you know using a dc coupled sound card or or something like that or um you know bitwig for example can send uh, can generate cv and gates and things like that in the software and then kick that out of something like the expert sleepers es9 or something like that i'm just wondering you know would it be possible for somebody to send me a load of cv and gate from wherever they are and then i pump it into my modular um effectively taking their idea of a song and using my my setup my oscillators my filters and all that kind of thing to to make their music and then i can record it down for them and send it to them and that kind of thing so that's that's something that i'd really like to try um you know for a while i did do a a service like that where people could send me their tracks and i would replace their bass or or chords or whatever with my synths that I had Um, used to be called onlinesynths.com. And uh, that was really good fun. And I always wondered would there there be a real time way that we could do this so we could really talk about Mm -hmm. things. It's all very well sending someone something and going, yeah, replace my bass, but you want to have that dialogue and that connection with them and talk about, you know, getting the right sound and, you know, how much sawtooth you want or how much PWM or whatever it is that you're after. If you can do that in real time, then that's a a winner because, you know, making music with people, it is about connection and communication and talking and um, it's not a one-way thing. So, yeah, I mean... um, rich speaks very highly of this company as well blue cat and i don't know enough about them but the more rich talks about them and the more i see them popping up i think i need to start looking into them a little bit more because they do seem to be doing some really good things and very high quality you know every time we talk about them on this show i must admit i'm, I'm impressed by what they can do
0: yeah, well, maybe we should check out the, uh, the this remote thing and see how it works. I know, uh, Paulie, it's interesting, isn't it? That, I mean, you know, remote. I, I mean, you could use this quite easily to send somebody something and then have them listen to it and, yeah. and then get back to you and say, can you change it and then send it again? And there, there are ways, as far as I could tell, there are ways that you can uh, increase and decrease the latency and increase and decrease the quality depending on it. So you could use sure. it to actually transmit in real time. But if not, you just record locally and then send them a file. I mean, it's not the, uh, not the end of the world world right
3: no but i think the i think the collaborative process between musicians and non-musicians could also be you know made better by software like this because essentially um i'm someone who is working you know remotely from a production studio in america and they're doing all the video there and then you know, I send them in and I update them with tracks and things like that. And we always talked about doing something that was a bit more live, you know, like a live jamming composition session and, and life kind of got in the way. But wouldn't it be brilliant if, uh, you know, I'm talking about the kind of person who is not a musician but really knows what they like. Like a film director who who doesn't play instruments but knows music and knows what kind of genre and mood they want to to do and has enough cultural appreciation and enough uh, language in order to tell you what they want and i think yeah. you know those kind of relationships could really be you know improved by this because you know you'd play something then they'd go oh can you try this instead on this instrument all in real time you know um, I'm not yeah. entirely sure if it's possible to like remotely change can one person play are the eq and effects shared and can one person no I think it's for the input the, other plays, for the input or? but
0: what okay, one thing I will say is in the individual so if I was singing and playing guitar and I had a load of effects on it and I was playing to what you were sending yeah. me, I can record my local full res audio. And then I presume right. just, I could just send you what I just did. You know, like, here's the files I just yeah, recorded, you know if you cool. like that. Easy peasy. So I think that, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's a question of utility. So in many ways, it's sort of getting around some of the latency Known-ish. issues. Yeah.
3: We, we haven't heard you play guitar in quite some time. Used to play it quite <laughs> regular on on your reviews, didn't you? That you have a cool '60s looking weird guitar that I've never seen before. Oh like yeah, brown. my
0: burns, my burn split sound. Yeah, burns. That's, uh, yeah. yeah I know yeah, I haven't yeah. played it for you, a long time. You should time. play it more. Just yeah. trying to think. Tree, well, I guess it? the yeah, it's, it's the right wrist. It, I broke th- this wrist, so that's the fingers' wrist rather than the fret wrist. So it might be possible. Yeah, i yeah. uh, yeah, Maybe, cool. maybe, but uh, I don't actually. The only <laughs> thing I did recently was the Beringer uh, Cobalt expander, which is, uh, you know, didn't require yes. any guitar at all, so I guess not. Looks good, though, and it's uh, 20% off, so I think $79, 79 euros at the moment, and looks like a utility wow. there. Just quickly, uh, there's a message from Nick Howes, Blue Cat Connector works really well in my home studio, that and RTP MIDI to the Raspberry Pi slash Synthian. Yeah, RTP MIDI is a pretty good uh, system that we've, we've used and talked about, although I don't know if it's been fixed because it didn't work so well on the later versions of OSX. It's Sort of got a bit weirdly out of sync and wasn't very, um, I don't know if they fixed that, you know, later on. Uh, incidentally, I'm going to be speaking to Pete Brown, who's one of the evangelists for the mid the Windows uh, 2.0 MIDI uh, gang. And uh, he's going to give us an update on where we are with that at NAMM. So that's another thing we could look forward to. Um, so anyway, I think um, that's probably it for that particular one. Okay, right. Uh, let's see what's. Well, we will do. Uh, we got. I think we should do two more at the, the very least. But let's do the. Um, oh, I don't know whether we're to go. Let's go for live and mega synthesis instrument, shall we? Let's do. Revive they? okay, the, the sonic we, we've saved this of the golden era.
1: Mega synthesis.
0: 2.612 FM engine. Four operator, eight algorithm, yeah. <laughs> this is the latest in the, in the, in the live. It's. Paulie, did, you didn't do that ad, did you? It's just like it's like you, you made the visuals for that ad. No, you didn't, but you have one. We managed to snaffle you one for review. Gosh, it's bigger than I thought, actually. Yes, it's great. Um, but this is the new Live and Megasynth uh, 239, very affordable. It's their whole range. We seem to be heading towards an era of more affordable impulse type instruments you know i i think maybe the kind of the very i mean of course the the expensive and the kind of uh, quality the crafted electronic stuff is still there but i think as maybe yeah. recession bites are a little bit more these are the sort of things that people are more likely to be buying on an impulse and in greater numbers uh six track layout three fm synthesis track two psg synthesis tracks and one pcm sample track uh, you've got it um yes. you're re- currently reviewing it what do you make of it so far
3: well, I have a little demo pattern that I just thought I Oh, like go, on, go
0: on, go on, go <laughs> on. Okay, cool. I mean that that's that sounds tight. The MIDI sounds tight yeah, on yeah, that.
3: it's fun as well. The LFOs go up to um audio rate as well, so
0: there you go weird noises. <laughs> You'll be a happy bunny.
3: Excellent. Yeah, yeah, very happy bunny. Um, so what can I say? The the thing that initially struck me, and I'll mention it in the review, is there's no included power adapter which ah, i get okay. it runs on batteries and i know for the the 130 ish pound volca range i kind of thought oh but f- but for this which i think is like 180 ish pound I okay thought i'd like a PSE. but other than that i'm having a lot of fun um i have so many fm synths like coming out my wazoo you know f- two op, four up six up maybe even an eight op somewhere hidden um but if you put something in a little retro mega drive uh package i am gonna i'm gonna be all for that and there is this little overlay you have to put on when you are editing the fm parameters which i guess you know is a um a a compromise to have a full four op fm engine and all that pcm stuff i mean it's certainly easier to use than like a volca uh, FM, but no, I'm having a lot of fun, and I'll I'll do like a little, um, you know, I'll do a little review, video review, and put it up sometime next week. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a kind of treat myself kind of impulse buy, and I guess they've they've made some things cheap, like it's made of plastic. These are quite spongy kind of keys, but actually the knobs are really nice. And I think, right. to be honest, because it's got MIDI anyway, DIN MIDI, I'd rather have good quality knobs than than maybe more more high quality rubber buttons. Because you get a lot of wobbly knobs, don't you, on, on cheaper cheap Yeah, series, that's true. Or, these are refreshingly firm knobs. <laughs> so there we go. Um... That's that's I my, just one word. Thoughts, anyway, I, I wouldn't
0: post it. it next week because because Nam will be coming out and it'll get swallowed. You should wait till after Nam well, and then that, it'll.
3: Uh, that that gives me more time then, doesn't it? To kind exactly, of um, it sure does. B It sure heaven. does. It. That's brilliant. But it's like interesting. It. It's, it's interesting.
0: Excellent. It's interesting. I, I mean, the cold kind of game sound engine, I mean, for a lot of people, it's it, it really encapsulates this sort of whole nostalgic era where you've got the entire, yes. and you've got that entire sound pattern. I guess I was never really okay. a gamer. So I don't know. I know, Rich, Sega sure. Mega Drive, I guess, maybe probably a bit, a bit late for you, but your kids, maybe? I don't know. It's just not no, something I know. know.
1: It, it's fun. It looks like fun, and watching Polly operate the thing confirms for anybody who's <laughs> watching that it's fun. So huh? what more do you want for a $239 Joy. self-contained music-making device? I mean, it, it's an interesting contrast with the Yamaha product, actually, like the compare and contrast yeah. vision of where each one excels. But this thing looks like it's immediately ready to go, fun to use, easy to operate. And the Yamaha does too, to some extent, but it kind of goes in a different direction. But this thing, the fact that it sounds like a Sega video game means I have no romance about that, but uh, I don't mind it and it sounds great and looks like fun. So that to me is the mark of a good product is it's reasonably priced and it hopefully will last you a while and it should be fun to use and make good sounding noises.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, about the first batch is sold out. Yeah, two, three, nine. But, uh, um, but I mean, I, this is very. Yeah, this
2: looks kind of fun, doesn't it?
0: Yeah,
2: it does. It does. I I really like the look of this, and um, I grew up with all that stuff you know i i started out with an Atari ST that was me and uh now i've got one of those i've got one of those little computers it's basically raspberry pi I thing and it's full it's got every single game on there you can imagine from any console you can think of any any it's there it's like so many games i've got one of those things and i love it so Paulie, i've got a couple of questions <laughs>
0: Does
2: it do yes as well grill me kind of like pi sort of game sound does it do high-end stuff as well, or is it very much focused on that sort of sound?
3: So, I mean, I I had my little experiments trying to break it, you know, Um, in terms of the sound engine. I went up to a very high pitch um, and started (laughs) messing with the audio rate LFOs, and there wasn't loads of aliasing, you know. There's a a 9-bit DAC option you can turn on and oh, a slightly brilliant. capacitive filter you can turn on to um love it. Uh, emulate the the mega drive slash sega genesis you yeah, can't yeah. do this on nintendo um <laughs> kind of sound but it's actually pretty clean the 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 psg sound channels are basically you know um kind of a shift register noise so that's a bit more grungy and the pcm is either 4-bit or 8-bit so that is pretty down sampled but you can put your own samples in so i'm gonna maybe sample some vocals in because i like lo-fi vocals
0: that would sound awesome the
3: actual the actual fm sounds uh, are actually pretty good quality i didn't notice anything you know untoward when i was on my headphones and or anything
2: the drums sound really yeah. authentic in in that in that way in that style and as my yeah. other question is as well because of the the type of sound that it's naturally producing do you yes. do you think does it has it made you play in a particular way I know that might sound yeah. a bit odd but <laughs> you know you buy a synth and it does make you play in a particular way and watching Definitely. you then sorry yeah go on
3: yeah um some of the presets and sounds were um, uh, designed by Yuzo Koshiro who programmed yeah. the soundtracks to some of these games behind me. And the the interesting thing is, yeah, in my first little session at least, when I put that little funky bass line in, um, the, the preset sounds definitely lend themselves to kind of, shall we say, charming video game kind of uh, explorations and, and things that you could imagine some kind of fantastical character jumping through a stage to, you know? but Mm -hmm. what i'm going to do next is a real sort of down tempo kind of vibe thing Mm. and and see where that goes because a lot of that that music is very you know upbeat so if i take the tempo down uh, maybe make a couple of custom patches because it's four up fm you can make whatever you want essentially and i'm going to try and push it in a more boards yeah. of canada ish kind of yeah. direction
2: so right because you're right a lot of that music does sort of tend to sit in the higher range when you hear it on computer games and the kind of it. lines that you was playing the are quite fast and stuff but you really i'd love yes. to hear this exactly yeah I'd, i'll keep an eye out for that probably i'd love to hear that how that sounds yeah um but there are yeah a couple, examples. Of quid.
3: Yeah, couple of hundred quid. There are examples of slow video game music. Like there's one um, from the game Donkey Kong Country, which is like an underwater level, which is very ambient and beautiful (laughs) and something that you don't recognize as video game music. But I've got to say the trappings of this did push me in a kind of Yuzo Kishiro, my characters bombing through a Neo Tokyo subway (laughs) fighting punks kind of, you know, level. kind of sounds but yeah I'm going to have some fun with it I think excellent Uh,
0: I would just like to point out we've got a great comment Uh, Technomanic says this could actually be the title for the show Sonic State the Hedgehog
3: Sonic State the Hedgehog I love it
0: yeah, we might have to have that. Really, Thank yeah. you very much, Technomatic. A really, great, yeah. a great one. Um, <laughs> excellent. Well, I, yeah, I mean, well, worth have ju- I mean, the live and range is now increasing and increasing. I mean, it's getting. There's more and more of it, and they've obviously got a rich seam. They've obviously figured out how to just sort of pour the different sound machines into, you know, with in, into these cases without having to kind of reinvent the wheel every time, and yet they're different enough to really appeal. So good on them. That's what I say. Okay, uh, we should probably get on to uh, the. The Stylophone pro- uh, topic, because, uh, well, Matt's here, and he works for Stylophone, uh, disclaimer. But let's have it. Yep, the CPM-DS2. Uh, this is a uh, desktop... Own voice, two oscillators with, uh, you can Euro rack it, so you can take it out of the desktop case and actually have it in your rack. So each of the oscillators are 3340s based and the filter, there's a filter on each oscillator voice uh, which is 3320 which is the sort of thing you have in a Pro 1, uh, Elka Synthex that kind of thing. And there's effects and a little mod matrix. We had, to, we had it here, Matt came in um, this week, we'll have a video out on this on Friday. I think it might be the only place you get to see that before now so uh, yeah, this is pretty cool. I think uh, we had quite a lot of fun with this. One of the byproducts that I noticed that we did is I was playing this. Yeah, Matt's got it there. I was playing the, um, I was playing this, the keyboard, and Matt was playing it. And we could have actually both had a keyboard into it and sort of been jamming along and getting kind of really quite large and impressive sounds out of it. I'll come to you last, yeah. Matt, because there maybe there'll be yeah, some sure. questions that can be asked. Um, I, I don't know what I mean I know this isn't necessarily your kettle of fish in terms of modular stuff but it's in a it's in a desktop so you don't need to hook it up to modular and it patches within itself it does sound pretty good the 3340 oscillators are certainly got the vibe I know Rich do you do you find the need for drone there's no VCA's in this so there's also sort of a very much drone based thing did you nearly not switch your mic on there was, was it nearly a bingo drink <laughs> whoops Said daisy
1: Um, I was fascinated by this product. It sounded great. I thought it looked like it would be fun and interesting to use. The fact that it'll integrate into a Eurorack system or stand alone or be patchable within itself is really, really cool and interesting. Uh, Again, it's another small size purpose-driven device that's suited to one particular style of presentation or certain styles more than others, I should say. Not unlike the Yamaha we talked about, not unlike the thing we just talked about with the game, the video game sounds in it. And, uh, looks like a really cool product to me. I wish them well with it. I think it's great that Stylophone is producing products. I think it's great that Matt's working with them. And, uh, I thought this was an exciting product. I can't wait to hear what Matt's got to say about it.
0: Yeah, and there's more. I mean, there's, this is the beginning, you know, because it's uh, the CPM range, so we're expecting some more <laughs> stuff. I don't know. Um, Paulie, please, you got that extra euro at case. Is this something that uh, you're going to be looking forward to getting in? I uh, should point out, I think it's about £209 UK pounds. It's also uh, probably won't be here until later on in the year because it's, it's sort of yes. pre-production what we looked at. So it won't be here right away. You're not going to be able to buy it straight off.
3: I've, I've got to say the the inclusion of the names of the the filter and oscillator chips in the spec is quite attractive to me. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Uh because I'm kind of nerdy with sa- with synth, you know, components and I'm like, "Oh, I don't I don't have any like 3320s in my studio kind of vibe, Do you know what I mean?" <laughs> and then that makes me kind of interested, but the other thing was my initial kind of jazz piano player brain was like, "I don't have any need for this there's no vCAs there's no way there's no way I could uh you know write insane solo lead lines on this but then the other part of me, which is more for sound exploration was like actually this could this could be another thing which takes me out of my comfort zone you know uh and yeah. gets me different compositional results than if i would to you know attack an instrument with decay and release uh, as the the focus the other thing i really liked is that they've got the pt2399 delay in there and i absolutely love a pt2399 delay i've got one in my my existing modular you know it just gets really gritty and nice and it's one of those things that really pairs well with kind of more pristine analogue and then you run it through this kind of gritty uh, digital delay that was, the, the circuit was made for karaoke machines essentially and um, and yeah, that kind of excites me so I think, you know, could be on to a winner and it's Euro rack compatible um, as well and yeah, we'll see I guess, because you could chuck this in a rack with, if you wanted, like a more regular synth voice just get um uh a couple of vcas and envelopes you know or skis 2 for instance is a couple of envelopes with vcas built in and then and then you're done <laughs> do you know what i mean so it's, yeah well that's it's definitely something that's brilliant. Like. nice very cheap as well uh, very reasonable
0: yeah it it is very reasonable, uh, Matt. First question is: How many HP is it when it's uh, in the rack? Do you have that uh, to hand? Yeah, it's forty-two HP.
2: Um, okay. So, chunky boy. Yeah, so it's that big, forty-two HP. <laughs> but you know, you're, for that you're getting your you're getting your filters and you're getting two oscillators and the LFO and effects in there as well. And the speaker still works <laughs> when it's in the rack. Wow. As well, so you can. <laughs> You know, one thing I was doing was uh, using that as a um, putting a little piezo mic on there and using it as an envelope follow and sending that out oh, into the rack. So, um, but yeah, I, d- I, I forgot to ask. I, questions, I, but.
0: Yeah, I've got a question. Is it possible yeah. to? to take to, to, to intercept the oscillator before it gets to the filter so could you run the oscillator into the v into a vca and then back into the filter input for the same voice or is the voice the filter integrated um
2: that is there is a filter a input i
0: suppose
2: yeah because there is an output on on each oscillator but i think it is post filter but i haven't actually ah, tried okay. that so i don't know but it is before the effects so you could take out your oscillator run it into whatever you want, and then there's an auxiliary input so you can run it back mm-hmm. in then and through the effects if if you really wanted to um, but it's um i don't know if you can hear that actually can you hear that
0: oh uh, maybe oh, not Hold on, I've got I've got a noise gate across you so let me uh... oh
2: he's coming in on a different channel but um
0: yeah i got it but
2: yeah yeah 42 hp but uh so you can run it on your, your rack. you can run it on batteries as well so it's portable completely portable or there's power supply as well someone was asking about that in the well here's a, here's
0: well. another one could you yeah. could you take other modules out put them in that and run the battery and run and use them to battery power your other Eurorack modules if you yeah. had it in the case for instance so, are you basically getting a free Eurorack battery-powered um, desktop module?
2: Quite possibly. Uh, maybe. I haven't, I have not tried that. Who knows? Uh, but I was really surprised, actually, that you've because you've got one volt per octave tracking, and all of this CV and gate is is modular standard, if you like, and they've managed yeah. to get it powered from batteries. I was really surprised at that as well. I think uh, mm. Div Kid messaged me about it as well. He's like, "Is that all working to your rack standards and running off batteries?" I'm like, "Yeah." It is. What, so, what I batteries does maybe, it take? It's got four. Uh, no, it's got eight AA batteries there.
0: Eight double a's. So that would be. Uh, f- Thank you, pardon. Six volts. Six. So that's nine volts, isn't it? That's a nine volt supply, essentially, with a regulator. It yeah. could be going up to more than that, I suppose. Yeah. Interesting. But well, you're right,
2: Paulie, no, about that right. delay. It is, um, it's got like a soft saturation on it. It's very vibey kind yeah. of delay. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm all about vibe and that kind of thing. So yes. uh, you can Love it. get some mad stuff. But I mean, Nick and I did a, a video on this. So. I don't want to I Guess, talk about too well, much because there's a lot more coming. It'll in. be out,
0: yeah. It'll be on Friday. We're, we're, uh, that'll be coming yeah. out on Friday. We'll put it out probably Friday sure. afternoon. Probably be the last video. I'm going to post the uh, Beringer tomorrow and we'll have this one on Friday. So, two big videos before NAM and then goodness knows how many videos once NAM starts going. We actually, speaking of NAM, I suppose we should quickly uh, just have a quick, a quick uh, aside from there. Um, because it's now five o'clock. Amazing how time flies. Uh, yeah, we're going to NAM. Uh, we will be there on. Wednesday for press day, Thursday and Friday. Then on Saturday, we're going to the Booklet and Friends event, which is. uh, Let's see if I press that. That might. Let me see. Booklet and Friends event. Yeah, I think that's. That's what it is, isn't it? That's what. Yeah. There we go. Uh, That's a free one, SynthMaker. That's on Saturday, January the uh, 11 till six. About 20 minute drive, half an hour drive. uh, That's all the information Mm. there. You could just register to get a ticket. We'll be there shooting because, as we thought, there wouldn't be that many synth kind of related releases at Nam. In fact, as it turns out, um, I know Korg's got some stuff. Yamaha obviously got the Seek track. I think there's going to be something new from Nord. There's there's various things that are going to be coming, which is actually so there will be some big things that we can look at um, as well as um, last year was quite a lot of pro audio and there's a bunch of soft software that we're looking at as well. Um, so yeah, we we'll, we're, we're gearing up for that. Anything else that anybody's looking at for now? I mean, what do you think, uh, you know, in terms of, I mean, hey, Matt, you're there uh, working. I mean, this will be the first yeah, time you've exhibited. I'm, so that'll be an interesting I'm, thing. Is there anything you've seen that we should check out?
2: Uh, <clears throat> the, well, something I'm personally looking for is a mixer that is like the Tascam Model 24 um, that is USB, so you plug it into your computer, and you can multi-track out 16 channels to your computer. But I want it (laughs) post-fader. But everything out there is pre-fader tracking. And the last thing I want to do is be jamming in my studio, have a vibe going, and then I've got to get into my DAW and then reset all my levels Mm. to make it sound like it was when I was recording it. So please, Mackie or whoever out there, make one of these with the option for post-fader recording over USB, please. 16-channel and a load of auxiliaries, so I can plug in my effects from here, guitar, foot pedals, and just create the most awesome vibe. That's what I'm looking for. Now, I know Mac has announced a few um, different mixers I think it was only today or a couple of days ago.
0: Yeah, so they have they, they, I think that I think they kind of road, that that's sort of some cross pollination because they have got one which is a video mixer which is obviously not yes, what they're
2: for but uh, like podcasting yeah. one but they have done uh-huh. like a pr- yeah. one I think called the Pro Effects um which is a take on their kind of onyx range i think it's like the next
0: oh, developing so no range. no firewire be be a bit more yeah because the onyx was USP. the onyx was was the one wasn't it for quite a long time yeah. that, that everybody used yeah we had one of those well, i love
2: that i they had that so right and <coughs> they also had their mixes so right for a long long time and then um and then yeah they got rid of loads of auxiliaries from them and uh, of course firewire <laughs> Suddenly got wasn't used Dumped, anymore yeah. and it all went to USB and, <clears throat> and things like that. What I'm trying to avoid is having to buy a separate mixer and a sound card and go back to that. I've done that, I did that for many many years. I just want one less thing to have sat there in my studio, just so, a one
0: wire solution. Yeah, one wire
2: solution. So I'm looking to that. Um, what else am I looking for? Um, I'm looking forward to playing with a lot of different sequences um i haven't even played with things like the oxy i don't know if they're there um but i'd really like to play I don't know. around with that and and have have a play with that i'm really interested in sequences these days and performance opportunities like i was talking earlier about the uh, the yamaha product you know i'm really interested in finding performance sequences really, that you can integrate performance with and do really interesting things with and get it doing quite wild things uh, with modulation and, and all that kind of thing. The Oxy looks like the one, and I've not been able to play with that. So so a, a mixer, that, and then probably a load of, like, want some massive gushing reverb and delay pedals and <laughs> all that kind oh, of yes.
0: thing. Well. No, I'm sure there'll be some Beautiful. of that. There's inevitably. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Rich. Are you uh, you've been. I don't know if you're planning on going out this year. I mean, I imagine you're probably looking forward to a bit of feet up in front of the TV for a while, rather than zooming across the country. Uh, but is there anything that you would uh, you'd like us to look out for, or that you know that uh, and that can be
1: spoken about that you know th- that's coming? Well, I mean, no, because your production is so comprehensive every year. That to think that I'm going to sit here and think of something that you're not going to find on that floor seems absurd to me. Uh, so, no, there's nothing really I, that I have in mind, although I'm really interested to see where these trends are going. The fact that we did three different products in approximately the same form factor size and approximately the same price range, all of which were small and low, which is interesting to mm. me. So I'm going to be interesting, interested to see where those kinds of trends go. But um, I don't have anything in mind. My product design cap is over there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have, well, I don't I'll have be any one products in mind.
0: No, fair enough. I mean, one thing that we do know is that uh, I don't think Roland are there again, which is another big one. And I'm not sure about Yam uh, about Fender. Uh, there's, you know, there are a lot of notable exceptions, as the, have, there has been previously. And once the, one of the reasons that this other event is happening is not because it's not like a screw you to Nam. It's like, well, there are lots of really small manufacturers, and there are this year there aren't any of those big distributor aggregators that will bring in like, you know, a lot of synth manufacturers and each one will have a table. There aren't any of those booths this year. So this kind of off-site event on the Saturday kind of hopefully will cater for that and we will be putting the, the stuff... It'll be differentiated, but it will still be coming into the NAM stream. It'll be going through the same workflow, have the same ads in front of it and everything from our point of view. Uh, I want to say thanks to our sponsors, by the way, Baby Audio and... Uh, um, uh, Sound Toys, actually, uh, two main sponsors this year, so uh, thanks to them. So we'll be seeing those guys. Um, uh, what would I like to see? I'm, I'm curious to see what the trends are as well. I mean, I think. I wonder if it's going to be, you know, how much AI, how much AI wash there will be over every product. Is there any way that this marketing people, is there any way that this product has any kind of AI attached to it? Okay, great. We'll use that in the marketing. You know, I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I'm I'm going to have a meeting with uh, Jessica Powell, who we chatted to over Christmas, who is the STEM separation uh, head of the CEO uh, Audio Shake. So I'll have a chat with them. So I might come away with some more information about what to expect. And I think there's, interesting but the whole ai thing i think is going to be interesting i think we're heading towards just on off is maybe we'll end up with specialist expert ais you know i don't want a paperclip you know I want something to tell me specifically about like maybe a, a certain piece of software or a certain music production system or technique that I can, a quiz that will know the entire manual will have, uh, have done all the transcripts of all the videos made about such a thing. So you can ask it some questions and it can limit its responses to what it knows about a very specific area or expertise or range of equipment. And I think that's probably going to be where we see AI go. Not that that's really got anything to do with the question I asked myself, but expert <laughs> systems rather than general systems and I think that will be the case but yeah we'll be there all being well I mean there's only uh, we've got a smaller sh- uh, team this year just because there just isn't as much to cover hopefully <coughs> but there'll still be plenty we worked out because we could probably shoot 10 videos a day each being and Ed are doing four days that'll be 80 videos and then Jim's there as well so we'll mm. probably do 100 somewhere between 70 and 100 wow. and I'll be happy so, you know, there'll be plenty of stuff. Uh, so don't, don't uh, distract... I'm, I'm going to go see the Zoom people as well, because I think they've got new recorders, and I want to... Uh, I'd like Sweet. to give them some input, because there's going to be some more stuff. So there'll be plenty of plenty of stuff, but we should probably wrap things up now just because it's, uh, it's getting that time. So um well come back Matt you're presumably back off to uh, figure out where you're staying, you know, what uh, what inoculations you need, you know, whether whether you, where you where your decals are going to be printed from, or you're going to take your banners or get them printed there, your nightmare logistics of show stuff. I don't envy you that. Yeah. I'm kind of happy that we've done this many times before and we don't need to think about it too much.
2: But you've just, you've just a, put the fear it's a in headphone. me. I, I <laughs> thought it was all gonna be like just turn up at the airport, chill out, and and uh, and that's it. Sorry, someone's trying to call me. I thought it would just be like, yeah, pretty relaxed, but now I've suddenly feel like I've got a big list of things to do. Thanks, Nick. But really looking well... forward to it. And if, if anyone is there in LA and <laughs> that side of the pond, do come say hello. Even if you don't want to play with the stylofone stuff, it's always lovely to see you all. So uh, I'll be there. I think we're in Booth 13701. I think you'll, you'll see it on the map. I should know. Yeah.
0: See it on the map. Get the app. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thanks very much, Matt, for joining us. An absolute no, pleasure. No, we'll see you, ne- and we'll see you next week. Obviously, <laughs> so yeah, in a weird be. way, there's no show next yeah. week, obviously, but we're at, we're at another show together. How bizarre! And of course, Paulie uh, Bo there, uh, where they'll be looking uh, at the 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 live and uh, Sega Mega Synth um, review, which we we'll look forward to when we get back. Hopefully, um, I hope you have sure. a lot of fun with that, and uh, we'll we'll speak to you very soon. Uh, are you are you still working? on the soundtrack or are you got other stuff oh well um, baby um, i suppose you're kind of
3: i am proper into mixing it now and blending you know um ambiences that were recorded in random japanese arcades blending that kind of underneath the music and the vocals oh, that's a good
0: idea and messing yeah, with nice. some
3: noise reduction stuff i've been i've been using an older version of isotope rx to do a bit a Noi- uh, vocal noise reduction on one arcade legend who was unfortunately recorded with the loudest fan in the room ever. Uh, but So I've been using little techniques, you know, get rid of some of the noise and make sure the music's in key with the rest of the fan noise that's left and stuff <laughs> like that, you know, blend in little uh, sound effects. And it's, it's sounding really nice. So I can kind of watch the first five or six minutes now without grimacing at any major mixing <laughs> errors. So I think I'm on the right right track, you know, oh, that's off. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah I, I can do that now. So I'm just going to continue doing it until it doesn't suck. Basically, that's all you do in music.
0: Keep going. Do it till it doesn't suck. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Excellent. And of course, we have um, Rich Hilton, who's uh, enjoying a bit of time at home. Hopefully, he can kick back and uh, yeah, just enjoy enjoy a much broader palette of uh, of clothes and <laughs> of refreshments, all that Clean kind of hopes. stuff. I hope you're doing well, Rich. I look forward to uh, seeing you next time. So, uh, um, thanks very much for coming on
1: thanks for having me it's always great nick and great to see you matt and paulie
0: so i'm trying to remember i should have written it down what were the social there was a couple of show titles i cut ca- that uh, that came to mind i can't remember what any of them were now i just should have written oh, it state down. State state hedgehog. Which one? sonic state the hedgehog that's it sonic <laughs> state the hedgehog that's quite long. That's that's that, a the hedgehog. long All right. I'll put that one down. That's good. Thank you very much. That was uh, technomatic. <laughs> right, well, that's it for this week. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll switch to the, uh, the Celebrity Squares shot and uh, we'll wave you out. But that's it. That was Sonic Talk 787. Uh, don't, remember, don't forget, uh, no show next week. Probably a show when we get back uh, the Wednesday. I came back on the Tuesday. I might be fit for show. If not, I'll let you know. See you later. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye now.